0: Lou Morello pulls the trigger as the Islanders make the first big deal before the trade deadline. Bo Horvath is a New York Islander. We'll talk about what it means, what they gave up, and how it changes things for your New York Islanders. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Blocked by Polak and Price, another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson Barzell with the open net, and he scores. Yes, 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 yes. Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash On today to get started. So, the big news. The New York Islanders and Lula Amorello making the big trade for a goal scorer that Islander fans have been waiting for For. More than a year, maybe even more than that, Bo Horvat is now a New York Islander. The Islanders acquire the former Vancouver Canucks captain and basically give up in the the deal. Anthony Bevilier, Atu Ratu, and a conditional first-round pick in the 2023 NHL entry draft. Now, the condition is this. It's top 12 protected. So if the Islanders have one of the first 12 picks in this year's upcoming draft, that pick will stay with the Islanders, and then the Islanders would have to give up their 2024 first-round pick, regardless of where it is, whether it's first or 32nd to Vancouver in that deal. So the Islanders have a little bit of protection Um, if they do well in the lottery and end up getting that pick. Uh, But, realistically, that is the price. The first-round pick, Atu Ratu, who, according to almost every scouting report and expert out there, was the top prospect in the Islanders organization, and Anthony Bevilier. uh, And here's the thing, that... Comes to mind first. Bo Horvat checks a lot of the boxes that the Islanders need. First of all, he has 31 goals already this season. That ties his career high, which he set last season. But Horvat, 31 goals, 54 points in 49 games. He gives you that bonafide goal scorer that you've been waiting for for this team to get that this team needs so badly. He's been averaging a little bit short of 21 minutes of ice time per game, so he'll give you that. And just to sort of add to the equation, he has 11 power play goals, 7 power play assists, and 3 shorthanded goals. Now, we all know how badly the New York Islanders power play has been. So here is a situation where Bo Horvat can improve the power play. Certainly, uh, Anthony Bevilier won't be there on the power play anymore. But Bo Horvat gives you power play, gives you penalty kill, and let's face it, He was the captain of the Vancouver Canucks up until this trade. He is also going to give you leadership. And I know that with a rookie head coach, leadership is something that we've talked about that this team really kind of needed to add. Now, Horvat, 27 years old. He is in the prime of his career right now. Won't turn 28 until late in the season, April 5th. And, you know, he's a left-handed shot and a center. Center is kind of the catch. Bo Horvat is a center. That gives the Islanders five centers right now on their roster. You have Matthew Barzal, Horvat, you have Brock Nelson, you have J.G. Pajot, and Casey Sizikis. Only four of them can obviously dress at center at any given time. Do you end up moving Matthew Barzal to the wing? Now, Horvat is also one of the top uh, face-off guys in the league. He's in the top 20 in the NHL in face-offs. That is a definite uh, plus, something that, again, the Islanders like. And guess what? Bo Horvat is also responsible defensively. The catch for Horvat, however, is this. He is in the last year of his contract. This very well could be a rental. And here's the thing. There's a lot still on the table with the Horvat situation. If Lou Lamarello can sign Bo Horvat to an extension. It improves the top six of this team, gives them that bona fide goal scorer. If he develops chemistry with Barzi, you've got a situation where you would have two solid top six lines because you would have Barzal, Horvat, and whoever the third player is going to be. And then, of course, if you keep Nelson Lee and uh nelson lee and Palmieri as your second line you're pretty nicely set up that way and you know potentially for a third line right now i guess you would go with you know pajot parise and maybe bailey uh it's gonna be interesting to say the least as to how this plays out but horvat I think Lou Lamarillo wouldn't have pulled the trigger on this deal if he didn't think he could re-sign Bo Horvat. And because this deal was done more than a month before the actual trade deadline, it means that the Islanders will have some time to negotiate with Horvat's agent. And if in the event that they cannot re-sign him, which is a possibility. Let's let's not kid ourselves about that. But if they cannot re-sign him, you still have time to possibly flip him and trade him before the trade deadline. And if the Islanders don't rebound and get back into a playoff spot, if they continue to struggle on the ice, you can still trade. Bo Horvat at that point, if you need to, and recapture some of the assets you got, maybe even more than what you gave up to get him. So it is indeed uh, a, a deal with multiple layers that's going to have a big effect on this team. But overall, other than the fact that Horvat is a center rather than a wing, This deal checks almost all the boxes you wanted short-term. My concern about it is this. If he's only a rental and you don't trade him at the deadline and you keep him and you can't re-sign him, the price that the Islanders paid is high. We have got a lot more to discuss. We'll talk about what the Islanders gave up in order to get Bo Horvat. We'll talk a little bit more about how Horvat will fit in with the team. We have all that and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So, Islanders are off, but hey, if you have an idea as to who's going to win the Super Bowl or what bets you'd like to make on the Super Bowl, head over to FanDuel and check out the odds. Join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So what did the Islanders give up in this deal? Well, let's start with the obvious. Uh, Anthony Bevilier. I always liked Bo. I always thought that he had the potential to be Something more than what he has been in recent years. Some of the plays, uh, the, the way he played in the playoffs, the two years the owners went to the conference final, he was a big part of the team's success and a big reason for why. He stepped up when the stakes were highest. But let's face it, the biggest asset Be- Bevilier brings you is speed. This year, 9 goals, 20 points in 49 games with the Islanders. That's a very average or even below average production for a top 6 forward. And yeah, the Islanders lack speed and Bavillier is one of the few players among the forwards other than Barzi who had really good speed. But 3 good games followed by 6 or 7 invisible games... Just isn't going to get the job done. Bevilier is 27. You trade him, you took four point one million dollars off the cap, which allowed you to sign Horvat, uh, or or at least bring on Horvat's salary. And I think Bo, as in Anthony Bevilier, can benefit from the change of scenery. I think having him get a fresh start. With a with a new organization where he's gonna get probably more ice time than he's been getting with the Islanders and have a chance to play in a system that probably will give him more opportunities offensively and allow him to utilize his speed more. I think it's probably good for Anthony Bavillier. The tough part about this deal for me is including Atu Ratu and that 2023. First-round pick. And look, I have no illusions. In order to get something good like Bo Horvat, you have to give up something good. Ratu, tw- two goals in 12 games, not seeing a lot of ice time, not, you know, when he is on the ice, very often playing on the fourth line with players who are, you know, checkers and grinders and, and, and what have you. He's only 20. Will Attu Ratu develop into a strong, solid player who can be you know, a top six forward in this league for the next 12, 13 years plus? Quite possibly. But the Islanders and Lou Lamorello always seem to be in let's win now mode. This is a team with a veteran core and waiting a year or two years for Atu Ratu to not just get comfortable in the NHL, but sort of get into the prime of his career, doesn't fit with the players this team has on the roster right now. I am concerned that they are giving up on Ratu, but no way Vancouver makes this deal, or any other team, if you were looking to add a goal scorer, makes this deal if Ratu and or William Dufour was not a part of it. So it it's frustrating to see Ratu go, but I understand why it had to be that way and why he was included in the deal. The other thing is that 2023 first-round pick. It's a great draft. It's a deep draft this year. So that's a double-edged sword. If the Islanders are going to pick In the middle of the first round or even late in the first round, you could still get some quality players because this is such a deep draft. And it bothers me as to the fact that the Islanders have traded away their first round pick for, what, four or five years in a row now. And there is no way that that won't come back to hurt them. You know, leave a recording of this podcast. Save it for five years, take a look at it in 2028, and tell me if the lack of first-round picks that the Islanders had in the late 2010s and early-2020s doesn't come back to hurt this team's development long-term. I hope I'm wrong, but I think trading that many first-round picks, first-round pick to get Kyle Palmieri first-round pick to get Alexander Romanov, first-round pick to get J.G. Pajot, and now a first-round pick to get Bo Horvat. When you're not picking in that first round year after year after year, it affects your prospect pool. And we already mentioned, for example, that the Athletic ranked the Islanders' prospect pool 27th out of 32 teams in the league, and that was with Atu Ratu as their top prospect. So... Again, in the long run, there's got to be a way eventually for this team to replenish their prospect pool. I like the fact that the pick is protected to an extent. But one way or the other, whether it's 2023 or 2024, Vancouver is going to get one of the Islanders' next two first-round picks. So that's what you've given up. And I think the gamble is this. The Islanders are in to try to make that playoff run this year. They are going for it. And because you have five centers now on this team, it it is very possible in my mind that Lou Lamorello is not done trading, that possibly another player is brought in and another player or two is shipped out, and that, you know... And it may even, as I mentioned, be Horvat if things don't work out by the trade deadline. We shall see. But as of right now, uh, this deal fits the Islanders' needs pretty darn well. He is an Islanders kind of player. He is a Lula Morello kind of player. He should fit in very nicely with this team, improve the power play, help on the penalty kill, Good on face-offs, responsible in his own end, and has 12 more goals than Brock Nelson and Anders Lee, who are presently tied for the lead on this Islanders team. The key to me for this deal, and it's you know important to me, they have to sign Horvat to an extension or trade him for some other asset that will benefit this team long term if they they can't sign him to the extension if you gave up atu ratu anthony bevilier in a first round pick just to keep Bo horvat on your team for february march and half of april I, i don't think that's a good deal but if you get something back for him Or if you sign Horvat to a three, four, six-year extension and he becomes a mainstay of this team going forward, I think this could be a very good deal for the New York Islanders. So, you know, the jury is still out and I think there's a lot left to be determined when it comes to, you know, whether or not the Islanders will win this trade. I will say this, it's a gamble. And I think it's a worthwhile gamble to give this older team a little bit more of a shot to try to make good. So let's see what happens. I don't think this is Lou's last deal, but it should be uh, certainly going to make the rest of this regular season a little more interesting. We have got more to get to on today's show. We're going to have your early reactions, your email reactions. To this trade, we'll talk about that. I'll comment on it. Plus, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a backup goalie who came up huge to get the Islanders to the playoffs in the late 2000s. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted one source to get all my nutritional needs. And I'll tell you, this stuff is great. What is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All these things. And it is lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. so what do you think about this deal well we've got three quick responses shortly after the trade was made the first ian from westchester hi gill personally i think the Isles gave a little too much up i'm fine with the first because lewis proven he can draft well in other rounds uh anthony bevelia i have always been a fan of he fits in the new nhl he's fast and can score big goals Ratu, I think, is going to be a very good player, too. At one point, he was the clear favorite to go number one. Don't get me wrong, Horvat is a great player, but another center is not the need. And I was reading an article on how Timo Meyer is having a similar pack, is, is going to get roughly a similar package. I would have rather have gotten him. He's younger and an RFA next year and a winger. Ian, all fair points. Uh, I, I think again, it depends what ends up happening. Do the Islanders manage to secure Horvat over the long haul, and what other moves, if any, are made between now and the trade deadline to alleviate the center situation, or does a player get moved from center to wing in order to make, you know, the lineup? more holes, so we'll see, but in all fair points, Ed from Belrose adds, I just found out the news, I'm pretty good with the deal, I was done with Bevilier, hated to see Ratu go, however, Horvat is 27, he has many good years, and hopefully there will be chemistry with Barzal, He's a tremendous player. Glad we have him. What do you think? Can't wait to your next podcast. Well, Ed, you're on this next podcast as we break this down and discuss what's going on. And, uh, you know, I, I think, again, the key is keeping Horvat or getting something for him. To me, if you sign him long term and he continues to play the way he's played in Vancouver for the Islanders for the next three, four, five years this is probably a good deal now third email we have is pedro from portugal hi gil just heard the news of the Bo horvat trade and it's a mix of feelings horvat is a great player having a career season and for sure will bring offense to the isles but he is on an expiring deal can the islanders re-sign him also he's a center so i guess Barzal maybe will play on the wing. Uh, Finally, he's got 31 goals so far, but it's his best season so far, and he's only cracked the 30-goal barrier twice. And being that the Islanders are a defense-first team, I don't know if he can continue to produce at such a high pace. Even though there are some cons, I can see the Islanders making the playoffs if offense can show up because defense It's above average, and goaltending is great. It's just the best tandem in the league, no question. Nevertheless, always great to see some trade action finally on the island. Keep it up, Gil. I'm a big fan of your podcast. Never miss one. Take care. Pedro from Portugal. First of all, Pedro, thank you for the kind words. As far as Horvat's productivity, I think we will see it fall off a little bit if he's playing in the Islanders' system. It'll fall off a little less than it would have if Barry Trotz was still the coach, I think, under Lane Lambert. All right, so you know, right now he was on, let's say, a 43-goal pace, give or take, with Vancouver. Maybe he goes down to 39 or 40 with the Islanders by the end of the season if he plays in the rest of the games for the team, stays healthy, and is involved with the team. I, I, I think there will be a slight reduction, but you know what? That is going to be true. If you brought Alexander Ovechkin to the Islanders, his productivity would go down a little bit because of the way the Islanders play. So a lot of uh, questions still to be answered, but overall, this is what Islander fans have been waiting for. They got their goal scorer. Let's see how this plays out, what other moves are made. And to me, the big key that would make the deal worthwhile is that Beau Horvat signs an extension with the Islanders. And whatever happens, we will have all the latest analysis for you right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And Monday was the 44th birthday of former Islanders goalie Wade Dubliewicz. Doobie, uh undrafted, 5'10", 180 pounds, kind of small for a modern goalie and spent four years at the University of Denver before joining the Islanders for the 2003-2004 season. Stayed with the Isles through 2007-2008, then played for Columbus and Minnesota, uh, played in the KHL, played in Germany, and hung up a skates after the 2010-2011 season. The big moment for... Wade Dublowitz, always from any Islander fan. Season finale, April 8th, 2007. Islanders and Devils in uh, New Jersey and Dublitz in a shootout. Poke checks the puck away to give the Islanders a 3-2 win. He really came in when Rick DiPietro was... Injured down the stretch. He was really the third goalie on the depth chart that year. But he came in and came up big. And the Islanders managed to make the playoffs as the last seed that year in 2007. And Duby even got to play one playoff game before the regular goalie was healthy. So happy birthday, Wade Dublowitz. Yeah, he only played uh, a handful of games for the New York Islanders. Only played 43 games in his NHL career, but Dublowitz, because of that magic moment, always will have a place in Islanders lore. That is going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more fallout from the Bo Horvat deal and a whole lot more, so make sure you join us for that. We'll also have our weekly farm report. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course... Let's go Islanders.